Welcome to the Halderman Podcast. I'm your host, Robert McNamara, and today we'll be speaking about farm equipment auctions. I'm joined by Rusty Harbeyer, who is the head auctioneer for Halderman Real Estate Services out of Richmond, Indiana. Thanks, Rusty, for joining us today. If you would, please tell us some about yourself. Hey, thanks for having me on. I, I, I really look forward to visiting with you. you know, a little bit about myself. I've been in the auction business now for 22 years. Been around agriculture most of my life. Uh, a lot of my family are involved in production agriculture and been involved in that all, all my life. Once I got old enough to start a career, uh, I was always partial to livestock. And so I was involved with, uh, with the animal side of, of production agriculture and milk cows and fed cattle and fed hogs and, and all of that. And then for a while I got involved uh, in the livestock marketing business and, and I worked with, uh, with uh, United Producers and I was the manager of a buying station that they had there in Rushville, Indiana. And so we did that for a while, but uh, always been involved in sure and, and uh, through the, the livestock marketing experience and my involvement there, I, I decided to get in the auction business and uh, did that in 2000 and, uh, you know, just really haven't looked back since. We're not only do we provide all different types of auctions, but we also are, are part of the uh, appraisal stable for Haldermans and and then also I'm a, I'm a realtor as well. So uh, kind of got several tools in the toolbox to offer our clients in East Central Indiana and throughout the Eastern Cork Belt. Yeah, those tools probably fit well together between valuation, auctions, and you know, real estate. Yeah, we get we get involved with a lot of estates uh, or for whatever reason the you know the family needs to value equipment and or real estate and then a lot of times they're going to look to liquidate some or all of their assets and and so it it, it fits very well it fits very well yeah that's great so when the equipment owners decided they want to have an auction what time of the year is typically best to hold the sale well and and i guess that somewhat depends on the type of equipment now if it's a a full lineup of equipment you know planting tillage harvesting transportation the whole the whole gamut there is no perfect time um and and i guess if i were going to look at liquidating a complete lineup of farm equipment i'm going to shoot for some time uh early to mid-summer uh late june through early august i think is is probably the best time if you're going to sell it all now you know it's kind of like in, in the in the eastern corn belt selling a sailboat in December that can be a little challenging uh, just like selling a, a planter in July but uh, at the same time there's guys that just got done put with a planter that is done working on it they're ready to upgrade or they've they've had nothing but problems with their John Deere and they're going to go to Kinsey or or vice versa or whatever so like I said there's really no wrong time to sell farm equipment but uh, if we are going to sell the whole lineup let's do it mid-summer if we're just getting ready getting rid of tillage equipment uh, or planting equipment then I'm going to I'm going to lean late 
more to later in the calendar, uh, maybe in the November through through December, and try to capture some of that money that guys might want to spend for tax purposes, and or guys want to get a planner, they want to get it home, go through, they're going to you know update it, put the precision stuff on it that they want, do any maintenance that's needed or any of that. That that's kind of how we look at things usually. Yeah, that makes sense. Many times when a seller is deciding to sell their equipment, they'll want to have an expected range of value for what the total sale is going to be. Uh, is that something that you provide to the seller or should they have someone independently do an appraisal? No, that's that's part of our service, uh, Robert. And and there again, a lot of times, you know, the first phone call is Hey, I need I need my equipment appraised for estate purposes, tax purposes. I'm buying dad out, whatever the situation is. So there's usually already an evaluation done. But if if the family's just ready to to liquidate, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do a, a somewhat of an appraisal uh, to help the family help them get prepared as what to expect, as well as ourselves. You know, there is so much variance within the today's modern farm equipment, how much precision equipment's on it, or, uh, you know, how much GPS stuff is on it, and that kind of stuff. The, the, the values range is, can be quite, quite big, quite large. And until we spend uh, a little bit of time, re, you know, doing some some investigating and finding some comparable sales. Uh, as as smart as I like to think I am, I'm not. And to be able to look at a 8130R tractor with this many hours and tell you exactly what it's worth, I can't without doing the research and, and doing some some due diligence. So yeah, we're gonna help we're gonna help educate the family as to what to expect, but we're also gonna to build some confidence in in our own own mind as to what to expect this this equipment's gonna bring. Yeah, I could see if it was a farmer that was retiring, it would kind of be more difficult because it wasn't like there was a state appraisal for someone passed away or anything and they they could just not really have an idea you know, what, what right. the total sale could be expected to be. Exactly, exactly. And with that said, you know, there's so much information available online that it's it's a relatively easy process. You know, you spend you spend a day, you spend six or seven hours in front of the computer and, and you can you can come up with some pretty accurate numbers on a wide range of equipment uh, and, and what to expect. Yeah, that's got to make it a lot easier than calling around and just trying to find out what stuff's been selling for. Right. Absolutely. When there's an uh, equipment sale, do you see that the buyers pay more attention to the physical condition of the equipment or are they more concerned with the hours or some of the precision upgrades, that sort of thing? Yes. <laughs> That's <laughs> probably not the looking for, but, but they do. They, they look at all of it. You know, physical condition still means a lot. Uh, as much as, as we'd like to say, I buy a tractor to do a job. I don't care if the paint's shiny or not. That's, that's really not accurate. You know, it, it, it's a new tractor. It's a, it's a sizable investment and everybody wants that tractor to look good. But at the same time, they want to buy 
the best bang for their buck. And sometimes that's a, that's a relatively low hour tractor. Sometimes that's a, a tractor with more hours than maybe you would, you would like to buy, but it's had an extensive maintenance log done to it, or maybe there's been some fairly extensive reconditioning done. And, and that's going to play into effect also. But, you know, the, the common sense, I always tell my sellers, put yourself in the buyer's shoes. If you're going to go buy a new tractor, are you going to be wanting to look at a tractor that's at least cleaned up? Or are you wanting to look at a tractor that's got mud caked everywhere, four years of, of oil and grime and dust and dirt around the engine compartment and, you know, batteries that you got to jump it to get the thing to start, you know, so just some common sense and, and putting yourself in the buyer's shoes can answer a lot of those questions. But yeah, obviously we, we, we want the tractor or the piece of equipment to be in the best condition that we can get it in reasonably to make it sell. Yeah, that makes sense. And I've even heard some buyers at a sale mention that, you know, they know the farmer that's been running the equipment and they know that he's meticulous with servicing and taking care of his equipment. So they're willing to spend more money knowing that the equipment's been well taken care of. Certainly. Absolutely. And, and, you know, we all have our neighborhoods and we all have those farmers that are in our neighborhood that just like you mentioned, meticulously take care of their equipment. And, you know, if it's a piece of equipment, it's not a matter of if it's going to break, it's just a matter of when. And we all have that. I don't care if it's your personal car or your, your combine, there's going to be things that need to be replaced and, and maintained and, and up, upgraded. And, and we all have those neighbors that they do that very well. And then we have those neighbors that, boy, you know, duct tape and bailing wire goes a long <laughs> way. And if we're going to buy that equipment, we're going to, we're going to keep that in mind. And if that guy's never been known to, to replace any new parts, when something breaks, he goes and bar- gets a used piece, probably not as much for his piece of equipment as we would that that guy maintains his equipment year in and year out and, and always replaces it before it's broke kind of deal. Right. You know, the, the old saying of buying a used car off the little old lady that only drove her car to church on Sunday. That's what everybody wants to buy. Uh, so, you know, if you can if you can make your equipment in that condition, it's going to pay huge dividend. Yeah, and speaking to service and equipment, prior to the sale, who's responsible to kind of get get everything cleaned up, make sure the batteries are charged, you know, all that kind of little stuff that goes a long way to make the make the sale go better. Well, and and there again, Robert, you know, it it needs to be done. Absolutely. So, then it comes down to are we dealing with uh, someone that's retiring and has got, got all the facilities and the ability to change the oil in the tractors and, and change the filters and, and service the tractors and, and make sure that, hey, them batteries, you know, they're sold. We need to, we need to update those batteries. Is, is there somebody that physically can do that work? Or are we dealing with maybe a widow that uh, there is no family member or there is no hired guys so the only way that we can make that happen dealership and have them send out a mechanic sometimes that's not cost effective uh so we have uh part of our staff is we've got some guys and and they're not mechanics but they're mechanically able to replace batteries and and you know 
service a tractor, draining oil and put new filters on it and things like that. Just there again, just basic maintenance. If that needs to be done, if we're the one that needs to provide that service, then we can. But we, we try really, really hard to have either the producer do it. And a lot of times, in, especially if we're in a state situation, the neighbors come, the, the friends of the family, they come, they, they know what needs to be done, and they're going to spend some time cleaning the equipment up and, and getting it in the best condition that, that they can get it in to, to help, help get it sold. So leading up to an equipment auction, what are some ways that Holderman and yourself advertise for equipment auctions? Well, you know, there again, if, if we, uh, we've been selected to conduct an auction for, for a family, an estate, a retiree, whatever the case may be, you know, obviously we're going to utilize as many different avenues marketing that we can. Uh, you know, the local ag papers, depending on where you're at, farm and dairy, furled, agri-news, uh, those type weekly publications they still carry merit uh even though the vast majority of people will say i don't read the local newspaper most producers still take those weekly ag publications and and they do try to at least block out some time to at least thumb through it pretty so we do feel like there is still uh justification in using some print media there obviously with all the different electronic platforms social media twitter all of those uh, websites, we utilize all of those tools that we have in the toolbox. And then depending on what type of equipment it is, how big of a lineup of equipment is, we have, you know, we have worked with uh, Tractor House, Auction Time, Equipment Facts. A lot of times if we're doing a live event, we offer simulcast bidding. Uh, and we will use multiple platforms for that. But Fax is auction time for houses, uh, simulcast platform. ProxyBid is, is another platform that we've utilized. Uh, HiBid is a platform that we utilize. And with utilizing those platforms comes some marketing outreach through those avenues email blast and, and things like that. Tractor Zoom. There's there's lots of different electronic marketing sites that you can you have used depending on the situation. We we still find there's there's some benefit to producing a brochure, auction flyer, if you will, sale bill, as some of the old guys still like to call them. And and we have those produced and printed and, and we distribute them around locally, different equipment shops feed elevators, uh, as I like to say, places where farmers gather. Maybe that's the local coffee shop or whatever, but uh, we, do, we do still find some value in, in putting those around at different places. And we do have a mailing list uh, that still want to receive a, a printed brochure in the mail. That list is not very big, but we do still do some direct mail campaigns uh, on cert projects, but we, we rely really, really heavily on the electronic marketing websites, email blast, search engine places, things like that. I'm sure it depends on the overall value and the size of the auction as far as how many pieces, what the valuation total would be, but what are some examples of what the cost would be to the seller for the auction services and advertising? Well, and, and there again, every, every, Every situation, every opportunity is unique. Um, you know, 
sometimes we cover all the advertising. We cover all this, the auction prep. Uh, if it's a multi-million dollar deal, you know, there's going to be, there's going to be enough money there. There's going to be enough opportunity for us to earn a commission that we can invest fairly heavily in, in getting that equipment need to sell and the marketing process. Uh, there's other times when, when we're not dealing with a large dollar lineup of equipment and we're going to themselves to help marketing costs and or sale preparation and it just depends on on the situation the dollar value you know marketing can run anywhere from a thousand dollars up to twenty five thousand dollars i guess it really just depends on what your budget is what your taste is uh you know do we need to create a multi-page uh sale catalog if if we're selling a collection of really rare restored antique tractors you know, spending spending a couple thousand dollars on a on a really really nice catalog could pay huge dividends. If it's equipment from the '70s and '80s and and got a lot of hours on it, been loved on a lot, as I like to say, then we're probably you know a couple three thousand dollars worth of marketing is probably going to cover and and get everywhere where we need to. Be. Yeah, I would think with some of that specialized stuff, if it's real high value, you could even find maybe some publications that some people that collect tractors or collect this specific kind of equipment and maybe do some advertising in there to help get some eyes on that. That's maybe not just your typical, I'm looking for a planner, I'm looking for a tractor kind of guy. Absolutely. You know, we've, we've had the opportunity to, to work with some folks that have quite an extensive collection of, especially antique and and vintage tractors and and will you get into some of those really rare tractors uh that where maybe there was only three or four thousand of them made and you really want to kind of leave no stone uncovered and uh you know we've we've done some really unique marketing and camp out in front of the auction to make sure that you do get into those ad deadlines for some of those magazines and and things like that yeah, I could see where it would really be an overall benefit to the sale. Yes. Yeah, is there any other information you'd like to share with us about equipment auctions or the equipment market? Well, you know, as as we was talking earlier, Robert, you know, for the first time in four or five years, we have seen, I, I happened to catch a, a news report uh, from the, the Association of Equipment manufacturers and their their year to date numbers so june 21 through june 22 was down and and down fairly large uh, across the board not only uh, tractors but combines all classes of, of tractors and combines and and it's been the first time uh, quite a while that we've seen these kind of these kind of numbers and and numbers that are are, are showing a kind of a, a pullback if you will you know year to date 40 horsepower these are new tractors new orders are down 10 percent 40 to 100 horsepower tractors are down seven and over 100 horsepower tractors are down uh, you might as well say 10 9.6 overall all two-wheel drive farm tractors are down on average of over eight percent the four-wheel drive tractors are are down but not quite as bad they're only down three percent but they think there's a, a lot less four-wheel drive tractors ordered than there are two-wheel drive tractors combines are the are the same way combines are down pretty significantly almost 20 percent 
on self-propelled combines. Now we're talking there again, we're talking about new machines in June 21 through June 22. And and like we talked, I don't know if that's just sign of, hey, I don't want to wait six, nine, up to 12 months for that new new piece of equipment rather than and wait that long. I'm going to take my budget and I'm going to go out into the market and see if I can find a, a really late model, low hour piece of equipment, which there are, there are some out there, you know, a lot more guys are using leases instead of purchases. And they're, they're not, they're not planning on buying those leases out. They're absolutely planning on returning that equipment uh, when the lease is up. And so some of these tractors and combines are coming back just, just a year old or maybe two years old and, and not, you know, a lot of these tractors have less than a thousand hours on it. And with today's equipment, a thousand hours is, is not a lot of hours. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know what, what to really think of, of this report that they put out. I don't know if it's a sign of the total market kind of withdrawing and pulling back just a little bit, or if it's just really specifically to the new equipment, but but it is, I, I, I do think it's something to be aware of and, and kind of watch down the road. You know, I had a conversation with a, a client just a, a month or two ago. He was trying to, trying to decide whether to liquidate his entire airline equipment or kind of piece it out, sell a few pieces a year over the next four or five years. My concern was the current economic environment that we're in. Interest rates are starting to climb. We're going to sell it all this year. Maybe we might have to pay a little more taxes. If the market goes down 10 or 20% over the next three years, are you going to be better capitalized on a stronger market now versus wait two or three years and, and maybe take a lot less? So I wished I wished my crystal ball, uh, it's in the repair shop. Uh, I've got a chip that's out of it and the chip must be out in supply chain land or someplace because I can't get the part from my crystal ball. <laughs> Yeah, it is interesting. I mean, interest rates are kind of the big question going into this fall, whether it comes to farmland or whether it comes to equipment or just getting you a new car to get you to church and back. Payments are going to be a lot different than what we've experienced in these last last years. No, no question about it. No question about it. And uh, I, I think I, there again, I, I, I'm not telling you anything you haven't already heard or or everybody that's listening to us haven't already heard. I, I think uh, interest rates are going to continue to go up. How fast and for how long, nobody knows. But I think it's a, a very safe bet that interest rates in three months from now are going to be higher than they are today. So I, I do think it's going to cause people to to really reevaluate their purchases. Usually when interest rates go up, prices are high. We typically uh, just across the board, look at buying something used so we can save a few dollars. And so I personally think the used farm equipment market is going to stay steady or strong uh, just because we're going to have a lot of guys looking to, to update or replace exchange, whatever the case may be. We'll know a lot more at the end of this uh, fall and winter auction season. Yes, I agree. Uh, I think, I think there's going to be a, uh, we're going to see more, more change, or, or maybe I should say more a different direction over the next six months than what we've seen in the last 18 months. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you, Rusty, for joining me today and all the valuable information. If you would like to talk to Rusty about our auction services, his contact info can be found at halderman.com. 
along with information about our local representatives and other management, sales, and valuation services. Thank you. Thanks, Robert. Thank you.